Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, Kermit. Hey, Hermit. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Yoda Kermit. Um, Yes. Yeah. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about. um, Most of you, I'm sure. Most of you. So uh, (laughs) this is going to be a joint feed drop, I think. And so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Alan Seals with the Theater Podcast. And who, who are you, Rob? Oh, that's such a hard question. You know, we could spend the whole time answering that. But I am Robert Peter Paul with the Art of Kindness podcast. Hello. And yeah, we were both sitting next to each other at the Tony Awards the other night and um, doing Instagram reels and somehow came up with Hermit and Kermit that social media has been clamoring. <laughs> we uh, continue. So we um, broke the Internet. You know? We broke the Internet with wild. hashtag Kermit and Hermit. Wait, we got to decide who comes first. Is it Kermit? I think Kermit should come first. Let's well, give. Oh, really? Well, okay. Let's give Kermit. Well, Kermit needs respect. Kermit. Yeah, I'll leap on over to that little. Yeah, pad you are, and take you it. are Kermit. You go first. You go oh, first. Well, we were trying to figure out the names of the older Muppets that are always sitting up in the theater making grumpy <laughs> comments because that's what we kind of thought we would be like, but making Which, nice comments. So uh, I think and it's Waldorf just, and Astoria, right? Waldorf Astoria. That makes sense yeah, to me. Them? Okay, yeah. Okay. Or is it Plaza and Carlisle? It's uh, probably where the after party was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, we, so we're we here to talk through uh, talk through the Wieners, the tw- the seventy sixth seventy th- easy for you to say the seventy sixth <laughs> annual Tony Awards Antoinette Perry Award Wiener list, yes. and and some nominees and I, I'm curious actually because we didn't debrief the the press room is is a crazy time of like hurry up and get there and then wait. Which is everything in the entertainment business, Seriously. and then we then once the winners start coming in, obviously, we don't have a lot of downtime to mm. to chill. Um, but let's just yeah. burn down the winner list and let's and, do it. Because suddenly it's like it was past midnight when we left. I mean, it, yeah. I don't think people realize it gets so late. Yeah, I didn't go to an after party, and I got home at one a.m. I needed you to come with me because what happened was, Alan, we departed. I will say with Victoria Clark, although she got in an, an Escalade and you waited for your Uber and I like sashayed back to my hotel. I don't even know how to sashay. I got in my bed, it was got in my though. pajamas. Thank you. Yeah. And I thought, what am I doing? And so I like resuited up, tied my tie and flew down to the official Tony's after party. And then it was closing. It was winding down when I got there. But you was... didn't you get a, a golden <laughs> Tony the Tiger cereal bowl though? I did. I did. And I want to apologize because they were shutting that area down and they had tons of bags and I just grabbed one and I ran like I usually do. And then I looked at the bowl and it had someone else's name personalized on it. Oh, <laughs> it was somebody's <laughs> personal bowl. Yes, but they didn't oh, take no. it. I know. So I apologize to Alex Newell. I have your gold bowl. No, it's not. It's it's a random person's. I don't know whose it is. But Steve Johns. John. Steve, yes. John Souza Smith. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so but I missed you. I wish you came with me. Well, I wish, you know, with all the gear, it's hard anyway, but we digress. Yeah. So who won? Do you, let's just start from the top of my Google search result here for let's 76 Tony Ward winners. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so Kimberly Akimbo won over some like it hot shucked and Juliet and New York, New York. Was that surprising to you? you Expected? Know, no. I did not. That's one of the few shows I did not see, which is really? terrible because now I need to run to get tickets and they're going to be through the roof. Roof, But 
I was not surprised just based on the scuttlebutt around town. You should sashay you know? to get tickets, though. You might have a better should chance. I? Yeah. Yeah. I might yeah, I tumble, so. take a hot air balloon, fly. <laughs> uh, well, I'll leap. <laughs> no, I'll leap because I'm Kermit. <laughs> and you won't go anywhere because you're Hermit. I'll just I'll just go really slowly in a shell. <laughs> but you saw it, right? So were you? Surprised? I am the shell of my former self. Yes, I Uh-oh. did. I have seen all of all of the nominees, um, the nominated okay. shows, and and each of them I could see winning for for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I was telling everybody, I was like, I think like some like it hot is, is one of my favorite. I mean, I could pick out a favorite for for. Uh, each one is a favorite for a different reason so I'm not going to get into the specifics of that we'll be here forever but I told everybody I said Kimberly Akimbo's going to win I called that one because I think it's just the one out of all of them that uh, that's that's really like the most um, it feels like a smaller show in a good way it's more intimate yeah kind of in a Dear Evan Hansy way Evan Hansy Evan Hansy way I've heard Hansy Pansy the new musical Dear Pansy Hansy way. <laughs> Hansy, I'm Gradle. But from what I've gathered, was, that's our new name. It was uh, such I'll be a beautiful. Hansy. I, I kind of got that vibe. So if you didn't say that, I was just going to give it to you. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, yeah. Gretel. Hansy. It's, it's okay. like in Cabaret. It's the new Kermit, character. Kermit Gretel. That's your full name now. Gretel. Gretel Kermit. Um, KG. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised. But I, I do feel like it was such a beautiful season with representation and lots of fun shows. And mm. this one kind of feels like it maybe combined and took a little bit from everything in a way, kind of had yeah. a certain vibe. So I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so too. And I mean, Bonnie Milligan will get to because she won her, her uh. Tony as well. Uh, and Victoria Clark won her Tony as well, both from that show. So well-deserved. Um, but next on my list from Google search here is Jay Harrison G for Some oh. Like It Hot. And, and I... I would have said, everyone asked me afterwards, like, were there any upsets? And I said, you know what? No, I don't think there were any upsets. Mm-mm. I would have said if Jay did not win, that would have upset. That would have been an upset. It would have upset you personally. It would have well, upset, it would have upset me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it was such a tight year. I mean, every person, I could honestly see most nominees winning. But with him, yeah, I, I feel the same about you. He's just someone that everyone's been so in awe of and so inspiring in so many ways and he they gave such a wonderful speech um i want to make sure i'm using the correct pronouns here so i'm I'm not surprised at all yeah yeah jay um we we actually will throw it in here now uh the question that we asked but um the you know jay said came out to me as nine binary for the first time publicly on my podcast when i Amazing. first when i first interviewed them and if i okay at no edit note to self Put him first, speaking about that, and then our question. Okay, cool. On my Instagram, my pronouns are he, they. Um, and even even that confuses people sometimes. They're like, how are you non-binary, but still like identifying with the he side and like just be a... And that's one thing I, I feel like we as a culture and a world need to embrace more is the understanding that everybody's experience is uniquely their own thing. We're conditioned to see things a certain way. It's funny, like, the minute I put makeup on, people automatically will give me feminine pronouns. And it's like, why can't I just be a human being and enjoy a cosmetic and a skirt? It doesn't have to be that. <laughs> and so I, I, in sitting here deciding, putting in my name and pronouns, it's just like, no, I'm very much a they, them. I've always felt that way of like, I watch people process me all the time. 
There we go. There we go. Yes, um, and you asked a question to them at the, in the winners' room. Yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. People picked. Yeah, just an incredible answer. It's wonderful to walk every day and give myself the grace to grow, to give myself the space and the opportunity every day to play, to step out of my own comfort zones and to, to break labels and limits and boundaries for myself first and foremost, and to hopefully be that inspiration for others. Um, people often see me and say, oh, I could never wear that or I could never do that. And this whole season I have been living in this mantra, you have to free yourself to see yourself. You have to give yourself that permission to walk in the freedom and the joy of who you are and what aligns with your spirit and what makes you happy in life. And so every day I'm just finding ways to walk in my freedom and my joy and I love playing. When you have somebody who uh, is put into their element and all the right pieces just come together for them to be the best the best version of themselves, you get mm -hmm. J. Harrison G. in Some Like It Hot. That's mm -hmm. just phenomenal. Love it. And I will say we took a lovely video of something they said in the winner's room that was just so inspiring. I mean, the, the way they were preaching self-acceptance and joy and even just on a basic level, how they get dressed. You know, mm -hmm. they kind of dress in what makes them feel joyful. And I think it was really inspiring for a lot of people yeah. to hear. Look in the closet. What do you feel like today? I like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So the next up, lead actress, Victoria Clark. Uh, One of my babies. Is she? Oh, yeah. Since yeah. when? Okay, so when did you kind of fall in love with her as a performer? Um, oh gosh, I it I, it actually hasn't been performer. It's just through through meeting her personally a couple times mm. now, and then once you, it's like once you own a Subaru, you see every Subaru on the road. But like <laughs> once you, I don't own a Subaru, but I still see them all. I used so, to. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Subs. Yeah. So I met Victoria Clark years ago in person. And then ever since then, it's just like every workshop, every album, every appearance, every mm -hmm. everything she does. She just seems so grounded and down to earth and and genuinely like, again, putting forth the best version of her into everything she's doing. And you see that yeah. in Kimberly Akimbo because you've got this, this it, actually, I would love to interview her about uh, for a one-on-one -on -one now that she's won about Kimberly Akimbo for my own podcast because I want to get You will. Into, like, Let's say you will interview I will. her. I will. When there I interview go. her. There you go. Because I'm, I think it's really cool that as a, a someone who's been doing it as long as she has, as someone of a certain age who is playing someone who is 15 going on 16 who won't last past 16. Like you're playing an older soul in a younger body as an older person and it's the way she she put this character out there in the world is so incredibly amazing well i've been around a while i think i've been an actress equity member for 38 years and i love mentoring and teaching and working with young people so the i think the biggest one of the biggest gifts there have been so many but one of the biggest ones has been meeting and working with the young people in our show and having them forget that I'm not actually their age, it's been very sweet. And they're giving me so much energy and inspiring me so much. Oh yeah, and she is, seems like such a grounded soul. You know, you mentioned too, being over 60 plus. I mean, I throw that into the category of the beautiful representation and inclusion this year that we had. Yeah. Because there was a time when you wouldn't necessarily say that about people of a certain age, that they would get these juicy roles and opportunities. And that's something that I guess, you know, there's still a lot of work to do, but to be grateful for. You know, and by the time she came out to us, I mean, everyone was so excited to see her. But 
everyone was also tired. And I know she, she was last was, in the room. Yeah, she was fully herself. Yeah. She was like, "All right, I'm tired. What do you, What do you want to know?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Jody Comer too. Jody was like, "I'm sorry, guys. I'm fried." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. you probably are." Sorry, guys. My brain is absolutely fried right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there needs she to, fully excused there herself. Used, you, I remember you turned to me during the during the awards at one point and we're like there needs to be a category for best uh one person show mm. and i mentioned that to somebody else afterwards and they, they they said that they thought there was and it got taken away mm. so that's weird hashtag bring that back i don't know yeah, hashtag, hashtag bring that back and maybe add in a casting one i don't think there's a casting one yet but there's a lot that they could switch around but i do feel like the solo show i mean how do you compete with that Right, it's Jodie like, Comer, and then it's just her on stage. I mean, yeah. you can't compare that to, let's say, a regular musical. You know, I won't name one, but they were everyone was amazing. So, I guess maybe they can. So, Prima Facie versus Cats. Uh, what about Prima? What the Facie? Your, Prima, what the Facie? Yeah, your that Instagram was story. <laughs> Alan was posting a lot of wonderful <laughs> IG stories that hopefully he'll archive into a highlight. I can I can show you how to do that. Yes, help this old man. I, I, I am a social media person of a certain age. Hermit? No, you, well, only because you told me you, you're, you have questions about things. I know, but I know. You did it's, great. It's, it's less questions, more unwillingness to learn. That's, mm. that's more of it. Yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> Sean Hayes. <laughs> good, good night, Oscar. Sean Hayes, are we getting to him about speaking of unwillingness to learn? No, what an amazing guy. Oh, As a fan dude. of him, that was so cool. Yeah. Oh, he came in. Yeah. So these these were the categories he did at the night, right? And yeah. so he came in too. He was just like, guys, he, the first thing he said to all of us in the media room was, wait, have you been here all day? Mm -hmm. Has anyone has anyone fed you? Like he was more <laughs> concerned about making sure we were all okay than standing yeah. there to ask questions. You guys have been here, sitting here how long? Like since five? Are you joking me? Did they feed you and stuff? And do you get a little bit? My God. Well, it's, it's so hot in the theater. It's unbelievable. Um, Sean, in I'm, your... I'm like worried about you guys. <laughs> I just want to make you happy. Yeah. We'll be okay. And he, he knew the vibe. You had said to me beforehand, you were like, Rob, just so you know, be aware it might be a little awkward at first. There's a lot of people just, it's a massive room for those who don't know, filled with tables and reporters. And some people are literally just writing live updates the whole time and not there to ask questions, which is wild to me yeah. because you have these amazing people coming up. And so when you said that, I'm glad you said that because it happened right away. And then by the time we got to the end of the night, Sean Hayes fully knew. He's like, oh, don't yeah. worry, I've been to the, what, the TCAs or whatever, I'm used to this awkward silence uh but he did he did seem to care for us it's it's like has anybody been to the tcas in la it's all laptops no responses so i feel right at home I'll yeah he was more asking us questions about our mental well-being than and our physical well-being too ver yeah. you know, versus us just asking him stuff so yeah but we uh, did we got there at four right 4 we p.m were from 4 yeah. to 12 30 maybe? yeah we set up at 4 p.m and and literally the uh the pre-show winners didn't come in until like 7 45 almost eight o'clock yeah yeah so it was a long night um did lots you see good night oscar and, and soda yeah lots of i <laughs> i did have a semi hard time falling asleep from all of my caffeine no, I didn't get to see it, but I know you, you did the carpet premiere, right? So yeah. You, you see it that day? Or yeah, next, next to your buddy, day? Samantha. I know. Shout out, Survival Jobs Podcast. That's, That's how right. we, we finally got you guys to get them on the <laughs> network, which is amazing. Coming soon. Survival Jobs <laughs> Podcast. Go check it out. Yeah. Finish our commercial. 
Sean Hayes, uh, again, it's, it's one of those, there's two performances of recent years that I point to where I was like, this is what you need to watch to understand how to fully physically embody some mm. a, a character and and make choices that uh, just make choices full stop and the first yeah. one was sam rockwell in american buffalo just oh I, wow yeah the the seats i got for that show when i saw it were front row um you know at circle in the square so it's a thrust stage and literally just walking back and forth in front of me and all around and playing with every single bit of of a set just fidgeting like you would if you were just walking through a pawn shop or I forget what the set was. I think it was a pawn shop. Mm. But, um, and then Sean Hayes too just comes in and he's hunched over and his face is droopy and like he's gone through this. He's put himself into this place of mental and physical anguish and immediately he just walks mm. in and he, 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 you're not used to seeing him like this because everything is this peppy, happy, smartless or if you know him from Will and Grace days yeah. or whatever the case is. But he comes in and just... He's he's a totally different person. Like I said, I've been I've been working on this on and off for about twenty three years, and I think I needed to be the right age. I, I don't think I could have done this sooner. So I think it happened how it was supposed to happen, and with age comes um, a, a little more, hopefully, uh, relaxing inside of your own body and who you are, and you don't give a shit as much and. You know, and so you kind of um, age with age comes more confidence to try things, and for uh, for less of a fear of failure. You know, and um, and that's what I I that's how I tackled Oscar was just um, if I wasn't going to go for it now, when am I going to go for it? When am I going to show you know other sides of me as an actor? And so this is just the perfect role for me for. To combine drama, comedy, music, all into one thing, and so it's mm. uh, it's amazing. And I I want to give a shout out too to um, to to Yaya and Corey from Top Dog Underdog again because seeing those two, I saw that show, mm. and that was I mean the two of them together just blew me away as well. So th- that was that, a, this was a tough category, yeah, a tight category. But to your point too, when Sean came in there, you could feel that different side of him. I mean, I know on Smartless sometimes he talks about it, but he opened up about his anxiety. He was very serious for the most part when he was being mm-hmm. interviewed, which, you know, people have multiple facets, so I wasn't surprised. But it was cool to see him in that light. You could almost feel him carrying Oscar with him, you know, as yeah. he walked through that room, which was really interesting to me. Yeah, and... and- and I didn't realize how instrumental he was into getting it to the stage too, because he's, yes. he's been trying personally for, what did he say, 20 years to make this oh, happen? Yeah. I think even it might've been even more. And I know they had done the out of town in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And actually in that production, it was so cool. Ethan Slater was in it and I wish he was able to do Broadway, but dude's in the Wicked movie. So I guess that's fine. Oh, but, he'll uh, be okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. But I know he'll Sean's just wave been... his residual check in your face, and he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his little he's Bach, yeah, his little Bach uh, bow tie or whatever they're putting him in these days, or weird hat. You know, I hope they put him in SpongeBob pants though. Oh, that would be an Easter egg. Bach bow tie and SpongeBob pants, or like yes, squeaky please. shoes. So every time he walks, it's just like <laughs> they tell the folio artist, like yeah. please squeak. Yeah. Yeah. Then Bach, Bach walks in. <laughs> <laughs> We're really into sound effects. I like it. I I like that here too. Uh, But yeah, Sean, well, I don't know. Do you know what Sean, how he prepared? I just find it interesting that all these people can have such complex performances, but everybody has a different 
method for acting. And I don't jumps. know. I mean, I don't know how he prepares emotionally to do this or like researching the character. I, I actually want to go back now and, and figure out how he was yeah. involved in originally getting it created 20 something years ago. If the, that's what he was mentioning. Right. So yeah, I figured that amazing. out. But, but then and he posts on, he posted something a while on his social media about a week or two ago that like him just dunking his, his whole arms in, in ice baths. Did you see that? Oh, wow. No, I missed because that. Because like to keep swelling down for playing Gershwin eight times a week. Oh, yes. And he did mention that in this speech a little bit in the winter's yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, wild. that song is not made to be played eight times a week. No. It is so people complicated. People don't realize what people go through. You know, after being shot up with cortisone in my hands and my elbows so I could play it every night because I don't think Gershwin intended anybody to play it for 200 nights in a row. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm trying my damnedest. <laughs> I heard a, a good quote from Emily Blunt, I think, the other day when I was on the phone with her. No, I read it. I read it somewhere. I did not hear it. <laughs> wow, we're hanging out of our coffee. <laughs> Me and Emily Blunt. And Mary Poppins said, I don't care whatever, <laughs> what method people use. She said, whatever floats your boat as long as you don't sink mine. And I thought that was a cool quote because she's someone who has no idea what she does. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know my method. I just get there and I do it. Oh, I thought you meant she doesn't know she's an actress. I'm like, well, fully doesn't. You should figure that out, Emily. Breaking news. Yeah, she just thinks she gets to do some really cool things. She keeps thinking she's going out to lunch and she ends up in front of camera every time. It's weird. She's all of a sudden she's in a harness in the air with an umbrella and she's like, oh, it's raining. (laughs) I guess I'll just say these lines they throw in front of me. (laughs) All of a sudden I talk like Groucho Marx. What's that about? Oh, spoonful of spontaneity. (laughs) Spoonful of spontaneity makes the cigar go down. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Alan did best... do a cigar motion. Sorry, I just feel like that's important. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are recording video for this, so maybe we can put some clips up. Who knows? Oh, wow. I'm cracked uh, Let's see. Lead actor in a play, Sean Hayes. We got that. Um, play, Leopoldstadt. That one quite a bit. Did you see that? Yes, I did. You really did see everything. I can barely say it, Leopoldstadt. It's but Leopoldstadt. From what I've read and heard, it seems fully deserving. And like oh a, my God. another important story, you know? Yeah. Well, remember, remember, um, Brandon said that there's no one way to tell this story. The thing about Leopoldstadt that I feel deeply passionate about is that it's a story about a family that goes from the prosperous many to the, the damaged few. And I think there can be a misconception that this story has been told before. And I feel like it can be a means of dismissing this particular story because we know it. But the thing is, Tom Stoppard lays out all of the subtle nuances that lead to the worst possible outcomes. And we are seeing a lot of those tiny little seemingly inconsequential things happening right now. And this play is a clarion call to all of us to pay attention to those things that seem inconsequential, but in their accumulation can lead to really, to vast devastation. And that comes from reminding people and never forgetting and continuing to tell the story, even if we feel like we know it. I guarantee you, you don't know all of it. There are six million people that we lost. That is six million stories. You can't possibly know all the details. Yeah. And so being able to tell one particular story of this one particular family in this one particular show, 
is meaning so meaningful to him and to Tom Stoppard and to, uh, I mean, yeah. God, just yeah. There's a reason yeah. that this show has has continued to get extended as well. Well, yeah, and he said it felt it made him feel like he was more connected with his family and his ancestors, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. So much so that he promised if he won, he would give his Tony to his parents to keep at their house. Brandon, which, yes. Brandon, yes, yeah. which a reporter asked about, and then he kind of thought, well, now that I have it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have it, I'll let them keep it for a few weeks. What yeah. We'll put that <laughs> in right now. I'll give it like a month, maybe. You know what I mean? But like, honestly, uh, uh, the recognition and the validation for the work is what is sort of imbued in this actual physical trophy. So if they want to keep it at their house, um, they can. I feel validated and I feel honored. Um, and I don't necessarily need to be looking at this every day to be reminded of that, I think. I think it would mean a lot to them. So, uh, Lead actress, Jody Comer. <sighs> Okay, now she was someone I was, she was on in my top arena of most excited to be in her orbit because I'm just such a huge fan. Did you watch Killing Eve or anything she's done? Before? I have no, I have never seen her on TV. I knew she was a, a TV film person, but I've never yeah. seen her uh, watch anything of hers before. She's. You mentioned fidgeting and just being such a down to earth actor before. She's someone that no matter what she's doing, I mean, she could be reading a paper in a scene and I would watch it. She's just so <laughs> grounded and interesting. And that came through when she was, she was also tired, but when she was speaking as well. Um, I know you did, you did not, you didn't see this one, did you? No, I didn't see Prima Facie yet. Um, there's a group of, from the group of us that wanted to go next week and I'm be out of town. So I can't, I still, still ah. can't go see it. Um, I just Googled how old she is. She's only 30. She's a youngin. She's a youngin. And she's already done so much. She's almost oh, an EGOT. She was in she, Free Guy. I saw Free Guy. Oh, you did? Yeah, she's the the main opposite, um, whatever his name is, Ryan Reynolds. Really? I didn't put that together. She's got like a black wig on, I think. Yeah, I didn't put that yeah. together because of the hair color. Okay, well then, I yes, know. I have hair seen, I've seen it. I know. Like, you've seen yeah. it. You've, you've seen, I've the, seen it. You've seen the talent. I've seen the talent and I would <laughs> cast her, I'm going to reach out to her for my next musical, Kermit and Hermit Take Manhattan. Oh. Yes, please. And then the Christmas version as well. She's, uh, I wanted to see it, but I gave, I got tickets and I gave them to my sister for her birthday because she's like obsessed with Jodie Comer and they were blown away. I mean, it's such an important story. And she said they're getting letters from all these women who can relate Mm. to the story of um, sexual abuse and, you know, all these important themes that they're kind of discussing in the show. And I thought that was powerful too. And she was one person... I kept laughing at myself, but also to Alan whenever I did this. But I kind of like snuck a kindest question question in because, you know, the Art, the Art of, kindness. of Kindness podcast. Check it out. And she, she liked it. Yeah, she did. And she actually answered it pretty well. Hi, congratulations. Thank you. I'm such a big fan. Thanks. So <laughs> you mentioned that days after doing eight shows of this beast of a show. Mm. And then, of course, you've been doing extra press. And I'm sure it's been a total whirlwind, which... Maybe you're a bit used to by now, but I was just wondering what you're doing to take care of yourself and practice kindness during this crazy time. Mm, hot baths, good food, good friends. Um, honestly, this crew um, of predominantly women are just remarkable. You know, the kind of the environment that the stage management team have created backstage is such a hub of fun and love and safety and everyone. Um, 
you know, is able to voice their concerns and their opinions. And it's just like we kind of run into the theater every day because we want to, you know, be with each other. So it's all the kind of boring stuff of like go to bed early, eat your vegetables, drink your water. <laughs> But yeah, you do have to really kind of um, make sure that you um, take care of yourself in that way because your body is essentially an instrument, you know, which I don't think I appreciated beforehand doing TV and film. It's a it's a different beast. Yeah. Give me uh, Elmo announces the winner of best <gasps> musical revival. Go! Oh gosh, on the spot. Okay. Uh, Elmo, no. Okay. <laughs> Elmo loves parade, and the best musical winner survival is parade. Yeah! That wasn't my best. <laughs> hey, that's Elmo pretty good. Parade. There we go. There you um, go. Parade did win. Parade also won a lot. Yeah. It paraded on down. Yeah, that's that's another one of these uh, one of the stories that that definitely needs to be told it's hard it's hard to watch because especially yeah. because it's true knowing that and um i think just overall a great again to your point a wonderful year of representation inclusion diversity and uh, just acknowledging that there's a lot of different types of stories out there that still make amazing theater yeah Yep. And that they also gave a, a big credit to Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond. And it's interesting because neither of them won their categories, but I feel like they did win because the whole show won and it yeah. won other things as well. But they, they kind of said the magic of the two of them are a big reason why, you know, it went to Broadway. I ran a, a, a recording session with um, Gordon Cox from Stagecraft <gasps> podcast. Plug, uh, shout out. plug for uh, Stagecraft, shout out. Um, so one of his recent episodes with, was with Michaela and Ben together. And the amount of, of respect and real life love they have for each other now that they've worked together. It was Aww. so cool to listen to that episode, to watch it happen in real time too. But like, go back and check out that episode on, uh, on Stagecraft. And it's, yeah. I mean, it works so well because the two of them have built each other up and helped them develop these characters so much. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to why Parade is, is such overall was such a good, a good production, like you said, because the two of them. Yeah. And I don't, this isn't, this didn't surprise me. I mean, I actually think it would be cool if one year a musical like Anne Juliet won just to prove that fluffy fun things can win awards too because they give yeah. people so much joy and I think that already won in a way because it's currently the most like the highest grossing show on Broadway yeah yeah But, they, you know, they didn't need the ticket sales whereas Kimberly Akimbo does we haven't done director yet let's see because uh, okay, I was just thinking of another person that got the crowd going oh yeah 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 well let's let's skip over to that real quick yeah so that was Michael Arden one for parade and live uh his live speech um got bleeped a little bit but he, he was asked in the room what he said and here it is you know i, I talked about how uh to the queer and trans non-binary youth out there that we see them and they are valuable and that their queerness makes them special i as a kid was called the f word more times than i can remember and all i can say is now i'm a faggot with a tony so so Keep faith. Know that know that you are beautiful, valuable. We will. We have you. There's a community who is here who will fight for you. We will win. So keep making challenging art. Keep loving each other, supporting each other, standing up for those who don't have the strength or courage to do so, and to vote at every possible moment. Boom shakalaka. Bless Boom. that person for asking that question. By the right. way, right, right. Because we fully wouldn't have known. We just had the stream. No, I didn't even know anything got bleeped because there was already somebody that we were listening to while he was 
while he had yes. won and was accepting it in real time in in the other building. Yeah. So like this, yeah. That's this something wonderful. else that's hard about the media room is it's we're hard. trying to listen to winners while watching new winners at the same time in the other room. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But I will say, if you have ADD like me, it's actually kind of a dream job because you can listen to a million things at once that keep bouncing back and forth with your your little headphone in your ear. That's like a reminded me of an airplane. That headphone kept falling out. Uh, wait, why do airplanes fall out? I don't get it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm really bad Airplanes at don't fall. Airplanes never fall. Stop. I'm going on one soon. You know how airplane headphones, they just like don't really fit in your ears? No, because I bring like, my blah, own. <gasps> That's true. I you always the, bring my The podcast own. network head. If you didn't, that would look very I bad. I fit my AirPods. Yeah, well, you're in the air. Because now what I seem to have been flying on airlines now that have a string of, we're not giving you in-seat entertainment through our devices you have to connect to the fly the my fly yes. app or whatever it is and, and use your own battery to do mm-hmm. this I'm like, man, oh, come on i'm paying for not using my battery here. they don't let you do anything they're like pay for an extra bag you got to pay for the aisle you got to pay for snacks it's crazy i know and they but, pay for yeah. snacks in the aisle pay for snacks in the windows pay for snacks in the middle well yeah. oh my hair my hair's in my eye my speaking of eye yells i did i told alan that his hair was a la zachary levi entangled even though it's CGI. It's nice. He's got a nice little thing going. My hair is not CGI. I keep telling you that. It's not? No. My hair. This is this is 100% wig. I mean, real. Oh. Oh. No. Oh. Kristen no. wig. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen. Christian, <laughs> Christian wigs. <laughs> Who is He's the... wigging out. Wait. Yeah. What was that? We somebody. I forget what it is. Somebody. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, my colleague Kristen wigs. We're like, wait a second. Where's Kristen wigs? <laughs> Kristen wigs. Wait, I don't see Kristen wigs. <laughs> see, okay. Here's the other thing about the fact they did the press room this year, which was amazing, and it was wonderful to be there and so grateful. And I'm just curious why they didn't want to do interviews with anybody else. You know, yeah, on the, there on the so red carpet beforehand. There. Yeah, I know they didn't want to do the red carpet beforehand, but even like if it was just the press room and they had like whoever wanted to fly on in. I don't know. Chaotic, I but. don't know. I mean, think about though how chaotic that week is after the month of press whirlwind yeah. everyone's doing because yeah. on top of your eight shows you're doing every week True. then you're also doing podcast interviews and morning show performances and traveling here and doing that and whatever it yeah. is in between and then if you're performing at the tonys that's your ninth performance of the week oh yeah and the most stressful one, probably. And the most stressful one, because that may make or break ticket sales. You never know. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. And um, the hottest. I mean, I heard the room was on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I never get bored. Oh, oh hey, hey now. now. Hey, now. The Tony Award for Best Play went to Leopoldstadt. And when uh, when amazing writer Tom Stoppard came to the media room uh, with uh, the Tony, what was it that somebody asked him about why he wrote this play now? They said, why now? Why this story again? And they basically said, I mean, why not now? We need it now. And it's so true. Um, There's no wrong time for a play about prejudice and how to deal with prejudice and the occasionally tragic and terrible consequences of prejudice. There is is no no bad time to do such work. Uh, Why now? I, I think I got to an age and a point in my trajectory where looking back at myself, in a sense, became interesting to me for the first time. 
Best revival of a play obviously goes to Top Dog Underdog. And going back to Sign in Sydney Brewstein's window, Miriam Silverman, of course, wins Best Featured Actress in a Play. Uh, comes in uh, later in the show and, and just, you can't stop watching her. She's brilliant. Mm. Brilliant in her role. And roles. that's really tough to do. I mean, it, it takes a special person to be able to do that. I know I saw the the collaboration, which was not nominated for anything, but it was there was a similar track for Krista Rodriguez, who came in like 45 minutes into the show or something. Love Krista. And yeah, love Krista. And, or even like, oh, you know, you look at Waitress. Oh, he yeah. doesn't come in until when? Like act two, maybe? I don't even know. End of act one? Um, Christopher Fitzgerald. So it takes a special person to be able yeah. to steal people's hearts. Alex Newell, speaking of stealing hearts. <gasps> okay, so shocked. That was, I think that was the funniest thing for sure that I've seen on Broadway in a while. That that seemed like a true Broadway performance. For sure. I was surprised at uh, some of the performance choices for the other nominees. Oh, so, okay. like, talk like, me it. like, Kimberly Akimbo, I thought maybe they just can't say, can't curse on national TV. I don't know. But um, mm. I would, I would probably not have chosen Anagram to perform. Mm. Yeah. But maybe they did that because they were um, showcasing both of the, or, yeah, showcasing two people that were nominated instead of other songs, which may have not. Yeah. That might be why. Because Justin Cooley was there with Victoria who were in both of them were nominated, but I, I don't know. But it, if yeah. I was like trying to get people who were on the fence about it to see it, I maybe would have picked a different song. So wait, which, uh, what, guess while we're, while we're here, what was your favorite performance at the Tonys? Oh goodness. Um, I gotta say once the nominees started coming in, I wasn't able to really watch, watch the Tonys after I that. Know. It was hard. And I I want to go back and see it again. I loved the opening number partially because right I, because and and Ariana DeBose's side note her improved monologue explaining why she was improving her monologue yeah she's she's a gem she's brilliant oh my goodness she killed and, it and yeah that opening number was phenomenal I mean it paid homage to all the shows in different ways and just New York City and then to obviously to the Heights where they were it, it had so much going on. One cool thing about the orchestrations, I don't know if you know, but the woman who did them, I do know her name, I believe, Macy Schmidt. I think that's how you say it. Is she unbreakable? She's, she's fully unbreakable. Yeah. The unbreakable Macy Schmidt. I knew it. Yeah. I mean, there was no script and she didn't, she yeah. didn't fail. No. No, she's the first woman of color to ever orchestrate a Tony Awards ceremony. Good. And she is now a Tony winner because she's a co-producer on Parade. Yes. So, yeah, that opening number dazzled me. When she jumped down those stairs, my heart jumped into my booty. I don't know. If <laughs> anyway, bye. Um, booty jump. Booty jump. I just, our, yeah, our I, jump. I was dazzled. You know, I felt the same about Sweeney Todd. I loved the performance, but I, I was dying about the fact that they did not include Annalie Ashford. Yes. Yes. I think there were a couple misses there. I agree. Yeah. And she was my, she was the one I was really rooting for that night. Mm -hmm. But you know. Yeah, Annalie, Annalie's great. Um, yeah. Let's see, so Alex Newell, Shucked, let's see, recovered that. And Bonnie Milligan, Best Featured Actress in a Musical, uh, amazing, of course. I Bonnie just does no wrong. She's she's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, and we watch her speech. What a great speech. Yeah, yeah. And even um, what she said in, in, the, in the Tony room, which I'm going to play for you now. 
I mean, I've loved Broadway since I was a little girl, and I've always loved watching the show. And, you know, I grew up in a double-wide trailer in the Midwest with not much, no connections, and it took a while to get here. And it, some, for some years, I had shame about how long it took me that I didn't just get off the bus and immediately book a show. And I lost myself, and I kind of had to get into therapy and do all this stuff. Um, so it's been a roller coaster, and to make all these connections within this community via readings and workshops and concerts well before I even hit a Broadway stage. I felt a part of this community for such a while now, but to feel this recognition is, um, it's like the imposter syndrome can go away. You're like, no, 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 you belong here, kid. It's okay, because that little girl with the frizzy curly hair who didn't have much money um, doesn't, didn't quite believe it. And now it's like, no, 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 we're believing it. <laughs> Oh, I have goosebumps again. <laughs> uh, Brandon Uranowitz, featured mm. actor in a play. I remember, I remember interviewing him a couple of years ago when he was in Burnt with Adam Driver um, oh, wow. and Carrie Russell. Right? She was, yeah, Carrie Russell yeah. and Adam Driver. I could see the poster. And and something he said to me during that interview was interesting. Was um, that that's the first time in his career when he's gotten to play a gay character, an openly gay character where being gay wasn't any part of the actual plot line. It was just, mm. it just was, it just is. And so pulling that now into Leopoldstadt, telling this story of, uh, of this family, these generations of families that were affected by, uh, by World War II. And it's not, like making fun it's not a satire it's not a sort of the typical a typical thing you you have when you're like referencing uh big jewish culture in a musical or a play and now you're telling this authentic story where being jewish just is and everything else happens around it and so i i i enjoyed that he mm. get to have he gets to have this moment again in leopoldstadt yeah. oh yeah for sure i mean as a as a half jew over here i know growing up it's just a who as a who, as a, as a who. where who's here down in Whoville. <laughs> no, I don't even know what I was going to say, but it's it is a hard thing growing up. It, there's just still so much racism and hate that to accept that and accept your story, it can be tough. So to be able to play that now and be so connected to his ancestors, I think is such a beautiful thing. This play has reconnected me with a part of my identity that I feel like I had put on the back burner for a really long time. Um, in some ways, I feel like there was part of me that, in, 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 a, in subtle ways, sort of I resented the fact that I was only allowed to play Jewish characters and only allowed to play sort of these Jewish sidekicks. And there was a part of my identity that I felt a little resentment towards. And this has flipped that. And I, I feel like confronting it and, and embracing it in this way is sort of the only reason, I mean, it's one of many reasons, but sort of the biggest reason why I'm actually here holding this because I feel a deep sense of pride now and it has sort of connected me, this play, to my ancestors and my family and my roots in a way that um, I hadn't really known as deeply before. So I'm very grateful for that. The original score went to Kimberly Akimbo, of course, Janine Tesori and David Lindsay Abair, who mm. didn't come to the media room. Sometimes people don't come. You're right. A Alex didn't come either. Alex didn't come either. And I heard that was like mm. a snafu in scheduling because 
they were trying to bring the Tonys was trying were trying to get Alex to the media room, but then Alex had to go back and perform for Shucked, and then Alex never made it back to the media room. And yeah, God, the the logistics behind the scenes of getting winners to where they're supposed to be while still keeping them around to be on television to perform, that's hard. It was tight. And it was only about a five-minute drive, but there was the Puerto Rican parade that day. The streets were also closed because of the Tonys, which mm-hmm. like they might have shot themselves in the foot. So it was like a lot of... It, it took longer because of that. Yeah, gosh. Um, so featured actress in a play, Miriam Silverman. We talked about her just phenomenal. Um, Tony Lifetime Achievement Award went to John Kander and Joel Gray. Oh, two of them. To see those guys amazing. come out together. I wish I wish they could have come to the winner. One of my favorite moments of the New York New York red carpet coverage was when you talked to Joel Gray. Wasn't that magical? What a right? special person. One of my favorite moments was when he said, and I think eventually you just get trained to say this, but he was like, "It's so nice to see you again." And my heart was pounding. I was thinking <laughs> to myself, "You remember seeing me in the audience at Wicked? You know, what a what a gem of a person." Isn't and, that funny though? Like that you go to yeah. do enough of these carpets, and then people start to remember you as the i guess representative of the outlet but like i'm getting that with yeah. um with leah delaria now so she's like hey oh uh, you again hey she's so, a wild one she's Remember, a wild her at that new york new york carpet too was she's mm-hmm. her and rachel <laughs> another, dratch her and rachel dratch world. yep they were in another world so they mostly. were so fun um book of musical kimberly akembo again david Lindsay a bear like kim ka swept this one what um, a talent Jerry I did. Mitz- I did think oh. Shucked. That was a tight one for me because Shucked. I just thought there was a joke like mm. every five seconds. You yeah, know? yeah. That was Mr. Horn. That was a tough one. I if I was a voter, I don't know who I would have voted for. I truly mm-hmm. don't because yeah, between Kimberly Akimbo, some like it hot, New York, New York, some uh, Shucked and Anne Juliet, they all. I I I gotta say, I guess in terms of like laugh a minute, Shucked is the lead, but then. Pulling in your heartstrings, you've got pretty much everything else. True. Yeah. So it, that's a tough one. And I haven't seen Kimberly, so I actually shouldn't say that. And I'm sure they're all phenomenal. But this was do you feel like this was the first year in a while where everything felt like very deserving? Yes. Absolutely. That that's why yeah. I'm saying that there were there were no upsets in like in my mind, in my opinion, there are no upsets at the winners. Because everyone mm-hmm. who was nominated needed to be there. Yeah. And it was hard. It was a super hard, super hard season. Yeah. So I have no qualms. I didn't even see everything. I was happy for everybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, Isabel Stevenson Award went to Jerry Mitchell for creating Broadway Bears. And what did he say? Raising like $50 million or something? Yeah. It was something. He's raised tens of millions over the years for uh, through Broadway Bears equity uh, for for Equity Fights AIDS. Uh, Yeah. What a beautiful intersection of Broadway and giving back. And he lit up that writer, that um, writer's oh room, God. the winner's room when he came in. He yeah. was like, and now the new Tony for stripping. Yeah. He, was just, he came in hot <laughs> and everybody's cracking up. Yeah. Well, that's what you get when you have a performer turned uh, creative. They, You can't take the performer out of the producer. True. Um, oh, man. Life of Pi nabbed nabbed a few. Um, God, just show. That, that show was one of the shows uh, one of the few shows i have seen as of late where by the end of it i forgot i was watching a show mm. meaning that i was so totally immersed in what was happening because yeah. tv and film and shows i'm always in that mindset of drone shot crane shot that's day for night oh i wonder how they did that reverse or yeah. i wonder if they're cheating like i'm always analyzing the setup of the scene or how things are made 
Mm-hmm. And by the end of Life of Pi, it ended. And I was like, oh, I stopped thinking a long time ago. <laughs> that's and that's always a good. good. Yeah, when I stop <laughs> thinking, it's always a good thing. And your wife said, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Just <sighs> I hear that one more time. Alan, stop mm. thinking. No, no. That, that's a great way to put it. Because it's one of those seamless cinematic immersive experiences and i believe the sound designer talked to about even how they were so aware of the spatial audio with the sound and yeah. how they really wanted it to come out of the animals that were on stage when they were moving i mean so much work goes into a technical show like that yeah well the the yeah. whole thing is is scored like a movie there is a composer yeah. it's a play with a with a soundtrack and you can actually listen mm-hmm. to the it's not a cast album it's a soundtrack so you can listen yeah. to the soundtrack from the west end recording uh on your streaming music of choice. And actually, after I saw it, I, I listened to the soundtrack the entire way home on the subway because I oh still wanted to feel like I was there. It just like you were transported. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Let's see. So, yeah, I mean, Leopoldstadt, uh, Best Direction of a Play, went to Patrick Marber for, for that. Um, Beowulf Borit took the scenic design for New York, New York. I mean, geez, that that is a a, a scenic a scenic challenge if i've ever seen one oh yeah i mean they even created the whispering corners of grand central on oh, stage yeah. what an homage yeah there are all these little things that when they referenced it i was like oh oh yeah oh yeah i haven't done that in like 10 years since yeah a long time ago um <laughs> orchestrations went to some like it hot and uh for brian uh, to brian carter and charlie rosen um, yeah, costume design for a play with the Leopoldstadt, well-deserved, mm. uh, for Brigitte Riefenstuhl. I'm sorry. Another veteran right I'm there. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, <laughs> we're Michael Muppets. Ar- yeah. <laughs> we're Muppets. Don't, 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 read. No, don't cancel us. We're Muppets. <laughs> um, Best Direction Musical went to Michael Arden for Parade, which we talked about. Casey Nicola got another Tony. I love Casey. He oh, gave that me my cool. first professional job. Um, yeah, so scenic design of a play, of course, Life of Pi, Tim Hatley, and Andre Goulding. Andres, Andre Goulding. I am butchering. Again, we're Muppets. <laughs> Feel free to DM us. Alan. Yeah, DM, DM, DM Robert. Let him know to tell me how badly I butchered that. <laughs> then I'll uh, screenshot it. I'll send it to you. Yes. And then I'll quote it, retweet it, it send it back to you with my reply. Yeah. Yes. And then um, I'll, I'll TikTok it. Tiki tack it. Your mic. Yes. Sound design of a musical went to Nevin Steinberg for Sweeney. Costume design went to Greg Barnes for Some Like It Hot. Greg Greg has been around another one of these dudes who's been around forever. Oh, I know. What a gem. He was the first person, I think, that came to the winner's room. Yeah. He's one of of the very first. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Had some wonderful things to say. I was like, where are you putting your new Tony? So I was just wondering, where are you going to keep your Tony? Okay, now I don't want to sound braggadocio, but I have two at home. And somewhere along the line, they changed the scale. So now they're tall, but they used to be really short. So I'm going to put two, like, and then flanking the little baby. I love Right? Which will be great. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You have a family. (laughs) Thank you. And (laughs) Natasha Katz for Sweeney Todd for lighting design of a musical. Like, that's challenging because... Um, yeah. Somebody else took a question that I wanted to ask, which was, um, how do you approach lighting a show that has has almost no light? Yeah. Because she's lighting with darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the shadows. Is it, it really comes from the darkness more than anything else. So it's more about what we don't see than what we do see. I know that may sound a little obtuse, but that's 
um, the difference between the two. There's very little color in Sweeney Todd. It's a very limited um, color palette. palette so yeah. they're like opposites. Yeah. I was thinking that too. And then the, the element of using the light as a character of horror. Yeah. Like every time the lighting comes on, it's kind of to scare you. It's like this very stark flash of light. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, for next season, Greyhouse, speaking of using light as a character to freak you the F out, yeah, Greyhouse. So, did you already see it? I have. I, have. I gotta go. I it's, gotta get a jump it's start. It's good. It's very good. It's, so go see Greyhouse. It's spooky. Okay. It is. It is. Spooky. It is actually really good at making the audience go. Oh, 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 oh we're laughing at ourselves because now we're embarrassing. Really, we're embarrassed. <laughs> oh, and funny. that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Natasha Katz. We talked about her sound design. Carolyn Downing for Life of Pi again. And that's all Google gave me. I'm sorry if we left out any other categories. We, we, I think we we did a good job. So we flew through. Some people don't include some of those categories in their recaps, you know. So it's, I mean, you don't get a show without all of those people and so many that's more. What they, I'm saying. they need a Tony design for best general manager for yeah. you know for house the manager best yeah. house manager because the actors got to get paid. Act, they're yeah. like oh yeah, all best of this. swing. I mean, even the best is so dumb. But you know, just like recognize all these recognize. People. It would be very cool to have a a recognition section where you're like, and so-and-so went on for 10 different roles in five yeah. different days and never dropped a line. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be so cool. And then also a recognition for maybe like best Broadway podcast and uh, having two little Muppets in a corner <laughs> and just comment the whole time. Best Muppet commentary commentators <laughs> who happen to have podcasts goes to in the beginning i thought we literally were going to sit there and like whisper into the mics as it was happening and i was i was down but then i quickly realized you can't really do that we we could we could be like all right and now i know greg evans is taking the stage uh here yeah, comes we could do a here, clubhouse or something here comes natasha katz she's wearing a lelegant gown i feel yes. like a sports commentator She's like glittering. instead of goal every time someone wins a, a a tony we should instead of saying goal we go tony Tony, I'm down with that. It's like Antoinette. Antoinette. Again, Jody Comer is walking off the stage. Oh, she just fell down. She is currently sleeping on the stage. Everybody, catch the Z's. Yeah, there's a lot you can say about that. Victoria Clark is getting into her Escalade right next to us. I peeped that moment. That's right. That's right. I was like, hey, Victoria. She's like, who are you? No, no, she's nice. She was on she that was way to the nice. after party. Um, yeah. anything else worth mentioning? Worth calling out? Uh. That's about thing. your, I mean, your we, what if yeah what if we time? each just share a, a favorite highlight we could end with a a favorite high of the night i mean favorite. it was all a highlight but. you know what was very cool my highlight of that particular experience is aside from hanging out with you which i'm not Me. joking i truly oh. enjoyed being there with you thank was, you i enjoyed it too thank you fun. was uh meeting the other industry people industry professionals there who were yeah. there to help um just spread the news capture the moment and and get it out to the world because yeah. as we're all talking we're all there because we love it we love being there and we met there's some people that i've seen at all of these things some people that were brand new and i mean there was someone sitting behind us i think that was even from japan so like because Broadway is is big in Japan too. They they mm. I don't know if they did it this year, but in past years they have simulcast the Tonys out to Japan, um, and just knowing that this that we're part of this major global moment, yeah. it's actually it's actually really cool. It's cool when you. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think just it felt like being at the best watch party ever while also being at the Tonys because <laughs> people were, we were cheering, we were clapping together, people were crying, and then the winners would actually come out and you would talk to them. And I think I was just struck by, I'll bring it back to my podcast, all the kindness, you know? A lot of people actually mentioned kindness in their speech in saying that you can't get a show done without kindness. And I think there's a difference between collaborating and collaborating in a kind way and making for a positive experience. And even in that winner's room, you know, people are lending each other cables, they're scooting over so you can, you know, there was one outlet who wasn't seated together, people are moving around. It was such a joyful time and it probably harks back to what you said, which is like a shared passion of of Broadway. Yeah. So. It felt it was just such a positive and fun evening, and we were all tired and kind of cracked out by the end, and laughing and delirious. And I love that. I think if the night ends with you, just like in another realm, giggling, it's a good night. Yeah, and then we did it yeah. this time without drugs, so that was that was impressive. Yes. Oh, yeah. by the way, listeners, yeah. I I often say cracked out. I just fully mean like when your brain cracks open and you're you're giggly, <laughs> no, or when I you know. eat a lot of candy. Yeah, eat a lot of. Candy, 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 right, candy, candy, yes. candy, 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 yes, yes, candy, okay, 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 yes, yes, you, and then so, you go into the open night air, and we were shaking and laughing, we went our separate ways, and did you fall asleep that night? It's hard with that adrenaline. Did I fall, you mean after I got home? Yeah. When, uh, it actually took me a while, I was exhausted, like, mentally, but because I literally, what did I have, a Coke, a Pepsi, um, yes, we were and, caffeinated, and, and, a, and a, a coffee, um, because I was trying to, like, keep the energy up and keep going because literally we're sitting we're not even standing we're just sitting for hours yeah. while we're while we're talking to these people so yeah it, it was hard it was a little bit uh, i know it was hard to get to like come off of that once i got yes. home you're right you're right my pitch for next year is maybe they do intermittent karaoke so while we're waiting for people people to come they let people go up and sing or dance or just like walk around <laughs> let, let the people in the media room <laughs> do karaoke yeah come on Listen. I don't. I think that actually might not be a bad idea. So we have I to sing from the musical that just won the award. I'm, yes. I'm okay with that. Or like trivia or something, you know, just to get those legs moving. Because like right now, I'm in the way I'm I'm seated. When I stand up, my legs will be cracking more than Jack Skeleton and Nightmare Before Christmas. Anyway, good night. <laughs> good night and tip your waiter, Hermit and Kermit. Signing off, we could just end like smart. Let's be like, bye. Oh, bye. um, Broadway, Broadway. Yeah. Um, so you you're listening, yeah. you're probably listening to this now, dear listener, uh, either in the Art of Kindness feed or in the theater podcast feed. And so, um, if you are wherever you are listening to it, go to the other one's feed and hit that little follow button so we can double our subscriber base. Great because idea. Because yeah, and hashtag Kermit and Hermit. Kermit and we have Hermit. to make that trend on Twitter. So Twitter goes, what? <laughs> so it breaks. And yeah. you know what? This is how I usually end. If, if you'll indulge me, Alan, I yes. know we gotta, we gotta fly. But I would love to know if you have a tangible kindness tip that you think li- listeners can incorporate into their day. Mm. Something people can do to make the world a little better. Mm, mm. And this will play into the final question that I ask on my podcast that I want to ask you <gasps> as well, Ooh. is part of my three standard closing questions, I ask somebody what's um, advice that you would give your younger self and our younger people listening now starting out down, down a similar path. And so um, Michael Yuri told me, and I, I quote this all the time, be the person that others want to work with the next time. Mm. 
Because if you can be kind, you be nice in the moment, and you're aware that everything you're doing has a lasting effect, positive or negative, then yes. you're going to keep continuing to get work if you want to be the person people want to work with the next time. So say thank that. you. Be polite. Ask please. Everybody is tired. Everybody is frustrated mm -hmm. in those long days. So don't take it personally. If Just be nice. Be kind and be that person. So, yeah. yes. That's important. Don't, don't take it personally. A lot of people say that on my podcast. It's hard. Yeah. You know? And so that. then... Um, that was one of the questions that uh, I asked on the end of mine. So the other one I'm going to ask you, one of the other three that I ask you Ooh. is if you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can <gasps> see it as many times as you want, what would you see, Robert Peter Paul of Why the Art of Kindness surprised? podcast? I, I listened to your podcast. Why am I, why am I like now shocked at this question? <laughs> one, I've actually thought about it when I've listened to your podcast too. And I think I've gone through the spiral of, I love Spring Awakening. Would I want to watch that all the time? I don't know. Um, I actually think to fit with the theme of the season and not keep you here for another hour while I spiral, I could watch Anne Juliet for the rest of my life. I honestly had such a good time. I had so much fun at it's that show funny. and there's a lot of details and storylines and jokes. So I think, I, I think that. Good. I like it. All right. Yeah. Well, find us online, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> TikTok, Facebook, uh, all the places. Leave a rating. Leave a review for both podcasts, wherever Only you're listening. Only if it's nice. Well, I, hell, I, you know what I've started doing? I've started reading my, I uh, just started this a few days ago, inserting a, a reading of a, of a rating into my podcast. Yes. To get people to write more. So yeah. if you don't like what you hear now being inserted in my podcast, leave a new one and I'll read that one instead. Oh, I love that. And I will say the Art of Kindness podcast is going to do a little giveaway with the theater lovers. Mm. So with the Broadway Podcast Network as well, I believe I'm are you giving throw away them in there too? One of the, I was going to give away one of the playbills. Yeah, the Tony playbills. Those are yeah. thick. To get so us to you, follow. So if you oh. want a Tony Awards official playbill, follow Art what AOK Podcast. What's your Instagram? Yeah. So if you go to the Art of Kindness uh, Podcast Instagram at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul or at Broadway Podcast Network or at Theater Lovers. <laughs> it should be everywhere. I'm going to do all the collaboration posts. You will find we are giving away an exclusive collectible edition. Tony's Awards Playbill. Playbill. <laughs> playbill, to quote Oprah. So you can you get a chance to win that now. You'll get a playbill. You. But we have super secret technology here at podcasts. And so if you're not subscribing and you win, you're not going to be the winner. Just going to say subscribe. that to you. Always got to subscribe. You got to subscribe to win. This is a stage whisper. <laughs> Places, Alan to places. Places, uh, five minute tall curtain. <laughs> um, our lead is out sick. We need uh, to hold, please. Uh, no, JK! Yes, All right. get Alan a wig, a different wig. A different wig. <laughs> I gotta t I'll practice my toss toss. Toss toss. Toss toss. Toss toss. We're officially wigging out, but this was so much fun. We are Christian And thank wigging you all for, for keeping, keeping with us if you're still here. <laughs> if you're still here, <laughs> what are you doing? But thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 